Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. A production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deccant. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. Uh, today's episode begins with a thank you. Shout out to fellow conspiracy realist, Space Shift. Space Shift, you reached out to hip us to a strange story that we are... At least I, oddly enough, have never heard of. Uh, you will most commonly hear this referred to uh, by the moniker Harry Hands. That is not a self-pleasure <laughs> joke, but that is a little bit of folklore, and that's what this episode is about. Let's imagine we're on a road trip together. Here are the facts. It also makes me think of like a Charles, Dick a Charles Dickens villain, Harry Hands, the evil manager of the orphanage. Um, but yes, there are, in fact, facts. Revenge of the hairy hands. Uh, so let's imagine we're on a road trip together. We're in the UK, kind of in the center of it, really, and heading on down uh, through Devon. We don't know much about it, to be honest, about Devon, England. But uh, it looks gorgeous from Google Maps. Seriously, it looks incredibly gorgeous. Um, and specifically, you're in a place called Dartmoor. And we're, we're riding on this road. It is titled, if you look at Google Maps, B3212. 
kind of a weird name, right? Yeah, is that like a mile marker? Just sounds like an interstate, like 85, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, they just have different codes over there. But yeah, I think that's right. Uh, locally, it is referred to as Two Bridges Road, which sounds like there maybe should be two bridges. Um, perhaps that's the case. It's a little dull sound. There is. But it, it, there, yeah, okay, that yeah, is the are. case. That okay, is yeah. the case. Good, good. Important, <laughs> to, 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 yeah, important to get these uh, <laughs> these names, these descriptives accurate. But it's not boring, in fact. It's um, some, some very strange activity afoot uh, near those two bridges. Yeah, the, don't let the boring name fool you. So this is in the southwest of England. It's very easy to find maps because, you know, it's part of the road system. If you pull it up, you're going to run into something I really enjoyed, which are a bunch of very British names. Uh, you'll see that B3212 runs from Morton Hampstead all the way to Yelverton. And Yelverton, think of it as sort of a suburb of Plymouth. If you take this route, if you go on a road trip, as we are in this cinema of the mind, then you will see that B3212 takes you through some very rural areas. Rural for the United Kingdom, we mean. And you can drive for kilometers, we should say, or miles, without running into another living person. This is a very, this is not London, nor is it the city of London, which are weird. God, city of London, so weird. Anyway, this is one of those, like, enjoy the journey drives. There are probably quicker, more efficient ways to travel uh, if you are in a hurry. But if you... Go down this stretch, and uh, we do recommend looking at the maps. You're going to see some really beautiful landscapes. Uh, you're also, uh, true story, you're you're more likely to run into livestock <laughs> than you are another person, or importantly, another motorist. But the thing about this stretch of road is back at the turn of the 20th century, it became infamous in England for the number of accidents that were occurring. And journalists and people who considered themselves experts were pointing out that it didn't make sense for a road with this low level of traffic to have this number of accidents. So if you were traveling now, and if you call some folks in the area like you did, Matt, then you'll you'll see people are aware of this thing, even this idea of hairy hands, or what were originally called unseen hands, even back in 2022. Um, folks have said that there's something odd, right? That in their minds, in the minds of the true believers, the math just doesn't add up. Think of the middle of nowhere roads in your own neck of the global woods, folks. They have fewer accidents, right, in most cases, than the very busy roads, right? Uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, there is an absolute death trap of interstate connections. Uh, I-20 and I-7585 uh, go from like four or five lanes to one lane to turn off. So it makes sense that there would be more accidents there, but if you go outside in the suburbs and you're talking about two-lane roads, three-lane roads, then there should be fewer cars and there should be fewer accidents just because there are fewer variables. But the locals at Dartmoor, 
they think this road is haunted or some people think this road is haunted. We're going to have a lot of some people in today's in today's podcast. To your point, Noel, yes, Two Bridges Road, because of Two Bridges, there's also a community called Post Bridge. It's after the bridge. Yep. It's, yep. Past yep. And the bridge. Pre, pre, pre-bridge. Uh, slightly less interesting because they haven't experienced the, <laughs> no. the, the the majesty of crossing the bridge yet. Um, but Immediate yeah, I mean, it's, you know, well. yeah. that's right. Then there's the troll that lives under the bridge, presumably the uh, the body that, that the hairy hands belongs to. But we'll get to that. And Matt, you found an alternative to this legend. But let's get to the the original legend. Where what are we talking about? We're talking about hairy hands. We're talking about ghosts. We're talking about accidents being caused by unseen forces. So let's uh, let's go back to the map because this is not the entirety of the road, folks. This is not. We don't want you to think that even the true believers are claiming the entire road is haunted. That would be like saying the entirety of. Route 66 or I-40 or I-85 is haunted. This is a very specific stretch. So uh, if you want to play along at home, you can pull up the map using your browser of choice. And let's describe it. So let's imagine you're in Plymouth, P-L-Y-M-O-U-T-H, which is uh, in the southern part of the stretch of road we're going to be talking about. And you're heading northeast on Two Bridges Road, or B3212. Uh, it's right by HMP Dartmoor, by the way, which, if you look at it on the map, guys, it's incredible. It looks like a castle. There's this circular, huge circular, uh, looks to be a concrete wall around the, like, I guess that's the police station. That's the, HMP would be uh, local police, right? Yeah, it's uh, Her Majesty's Police. Everything nice. in England, as America's, as Americans know, is HM something. Nobody fact check that. <laughs> yes, it is Her Majesty's Police Dartmoor. I, I, anyway, check it out on your map. It's there in Plymouth, uh, in Dartmoor. And you're going to head northeast on that two bridges road until you hit Post Bridge. It's only about five miles, a five-mile stretch of road there. And on this road... That specific stretch is where this legend takes place, allegedly. Allegedly legend, yes. Like any other roadway. Allegedly? Mm -hmm. Allegedly a legend. Yeah, like any other roadway, accidents have happened here. Accidents have happened on pretty much every road in the era of the automobile or internal combustion engine. And they're likely going to happen again because cars are dangerous. Motor vehicles are dangerous. Humans aren't really evolved to drive them. I say that as a fan of um, cars, if not humans. But this case is a little different because the true believers are claiming it's not speeding, it's not swerving, it's not unfamiliarity with the vehicle or with the landscape that causes accidents on 3212. According to folklore sources, I'll call them, the real cause of all these accidents is something very much like a ghost. What are we talking about? We'll tell you after a word from our sponsor. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. 
With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, Podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 2424 24 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way. Knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, My name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. 
thought they were going to kill me. So I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's where it gets crazy. So... If you love unsolved mysteries, if you loved all those time life books, uh, no, I, I I love them. I have an extensive collection. Then you might have heard of local legends like this. Today it's called Harry Hands. The story dates back, as we said earlier, to the turn of the 20th century, sometime around 1910 probably more towards spring, summer of 1910, folks started saying that there was this pair of hirsute, which is a, a fancy word for hairy, disembodied hands that would appear out of nowhere while you were driving or you were on a bicycle. Didn't have to be, it didn't have to be a motor vehicle all the time. You would be on a bike, on this road, or you'd be riding a motorcycle, you might be driving a car, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, whoop, 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 two hands, and they have road rage, and all they do, no known motivation, all they do is grab the wheel or grab the handlebars. Unlike other ghosts, they can affect the physical world, and they swerve you off the road, and then they're gone. That's like their thing that they do. Um, Yeah. Like the Baba Booey guy I, I who can't. just said Baba Booey? That was his whole thing? <laughs> or like any number of uh, of Rob Schneider SNL characters that just like had the one line and the one bit. Or any of his movies even. Or the one where he's the animal. Uh, you know, this reminds me of the, uh, those really creepy hands in Elden Ring. Um, when you get to the castle or the, the school, the castle like outside of the, the magic school, all of a sudden, these giant creepy crawly hands just kind of come at you uh, with weird rings and stuff, um, and they're terrifying. I would, I would, can you imagine? All of a sudden, these like hairy hands appear and, and grab your your handlebars or your wheel. No, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. No, thank you very much. Because uh, <laughs> you'd be in such, uh, I would be, I'm sure, as you would be, in such a crisis of this can't be happening. This can't be happening, right? So then if your steering wheel was actually being manipulated in that moment when there's this supernatural event occurring, how like how are you going to react to both things at the same time and make sure you're safe or your passengers are safe? It's going to be tough for me at least. What's the motivation to that that gets me. We'll we'll talk about this in a second. So now these are known as hairy hands, but they weren't always known by that appellation. It's it, it's strange because it's their it's their one thing. I don't think I stuck the landing on the Baba Booey reference. I'm not too familiar with Howard Stern, uh, but the we know this was considered a local oddity for about a decade, about ten to eleven years, and every everybody in a, a smaller town has some sort of story like this. You know what I mean? Everybody's got a little bit of regional folklore, a little bit of local, uh, a serving, a smattering of local legends. Uh, We would love to hear yours, 1-833-STD-WYTK. 
or conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com. But when you think about this in the context of England and the United Kingdom overall, this is a local oddity, right? It's not national news, not for the first decade. It doesn't have the um, chilling appeal of something like Jack the Ripper or rumors about the royal family. And I hate to say this, but it wasn't more of a story space shift until people started dying. This is where things take a, a darker turn. It's June of 1921. There's a, there's a place called Dartmoor Prison at the time. There's a guy who's working there. He's a medical officer. His name is Dr. E.H. Helby, and he's driving a motorcycle on what we call B-3212. This motorcycle has a sidecar. The governor of the prison, basically the warden of the prison, has two daughters who are riding with Dr. Helby. And they're just, they're just two kids in a sidecar. And according to the story, Helby sees the hands. But he encounters them under a different name, by the way. And he has just enough time to warn these poor kids in the sidecar. And he yells, jump out of the vehicle. You know, probably not that articulate. He's probably just like, jump! And then uh, he is... Uh, he is thrown from the bike. It swerves. The kids survive because they were able to jump to safety. But poor Dr. Helby dies instantly. This is a tragedy. It's a human life. Uh, but it is also not quite enough to prime the pump for the legend, which is why we go just a few weeks in the future, same year, August. So this time, there was a young British Army captain um, who was known as a motorcycle enthusiast. He was very experienced and had ridden for quite some time. Um, and he had an account of an incident that he experienced on this stretch of road. He said, it was not my fault. Believe it or not, something drove me off the road. A pair of hairy hands closed over mine. I felt them as plainly as ever I felt anything in my life. Large, muscular, hairy hands. Uh, I fought them for all I was worth, but they were too strong for me. They forced the machine into the turf at the edge of the road, and I knew no more till I came to myself, lying a few feet away on my face on the turf. Um, so, you know, we'd, we had this death of this medical officer weeks beforehand. Uh, this guy's telling this crazy story. It starts to get some kind of I don't know, hacky sort of yellow journalist uh, wheels turning over in London. Um, and it starts to, you know, get a bit of a water cooler conversation going. Well, let's talk about that. That that guy's an army captain. That guy's not, you know, he's not going to be overpowered very easily. And in this story that he's telling, like, these things were stronger than he could manage. That's intense stuff right there. You're talking supernatural strength. Of some yeah. sort, especially given that there's no Ooh. muscles connected to the hands that are <laughs> that you can on see. Your, yeah. I, I've got to say that we know how long it took for military personnel here in the States to be comfortable, even to a small degree, talking about encounters they've had with, you know, UAPs. It strikes me as a little odd this guy would come right out and, and say this story about these large, muscular, hairy hands, you know, uh, wrestling mm. the – why not just – cop to like, oops, I made a, I made a miscue. It just seems like a really strange yeah. thing to come right out with and make a statement around. 
Well, let me give you some context for this quote. And it's context that I think gets ignored when people are being a little bit overly credulous. The folklore is evolving, and it has been evolving up until 2002. The um, Let's get into it this way. A lot of the attention that gets focused on this comes from journalists, writers like Mr. T. Gifford. In October, just a few months after this one guy survives, Gifford goes to the area and he is aiming to investigate three motor vehicle accidents, which are apparently inexplicable in this vicinity. I would I would argue that the fact the fact that our unnamed captain survives to talk about his experience, whether or not he's being honest, whether with himself or with others, uh, that is more compelling to these journalists than a death, right? Because a death is is one story unless they have extenuating circumstances. Um, so this guy is investigating this stuff, but. Here's why we have to unpack this quote. At the time, people in Dartmoor as well as London are not calling this hairy hands just yet. It's like that um, poor girl who was on that child pageant show and is now called Honey Boo Boo because she had a catchphrase. Someone was being a producer about this and they picked up the phrase hairy hands. Originally, this phenomenon was called unseen hands which means that people were encountering a sensation of something taking the wheel, not a visual experience of something taking the wheel. If we go back to that quote from that army captain, we see, I don't want to be too uh, synesthesia or uh, sensory, oh, sensual, I'm using that correctly here, but uh, he doesn't describe seeing anything. If you think about it, he describes fighting a force. If you have ever been in a vehicle without power steering, I would posit, then you have fought your own pair of unseen hands. And because of this, this is where this is where the telephone game, you know, really came into play. Because I think most people, when they're hearing about this story, they're thinking, you know, the way cooler visual version, right? You're thinking like these crazy, yeah, crazy, like, uh, what's that guy's name? The bad guy in Popeye, Bluto, Brutus, Bluto, something yeah. like that. With the really big forearms. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you're, that's the cool idea. We're thinking of those hands being there going over yours, you know, like an evil version of Jesus take the wheel. But that's not really what people were describing initially. That's not what sparked the hysteria. That's not what what put the gas in the folklore. And even if you look back at the contemporaneous reporting, communities in the area, like people were naturally uh, just asking locals for their opinion and um, ver various people who are like <laughs> hilariously old salts, a lot of curmudgeons in this area, at least when Gifford was interviewing them, they gave quotes that indicated they were very skeptical. One guy says, 
I've known them all my life, and this is the first time I've heard about ghosts. It's too ridiculous to talk about. We've got another quote. I only pulled two. I found like 15. And they're all, they're all mm-hmm. people saying they think it's malarkey. I've been traveling this road for 18 years, and I've met with nothing worse nor myself, and I've ridden in fog, snowstorms, and all sorts of weather. It's all damn rot to talk about ghosts. I love rot. That's great. Uh, sorry, I just had to go a little bit. You know, you went with the erudite uh, British uh, voice. I had to go with the Cockney. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's inc- incredulity abounds, and it does seem like a lot of the sort of more hacky journalists that kind of picked up the story uh, maybe for their own ends in terms of like creating sort of this air of, of the supernatural around this place are kind of what got the conversation started. Uh, one in particular, a guy named Rufus Endel, right, Ben? Yeah, Rufus Endel uh, is an author who has written about this and related cases. And Rufus is one of the many people who claims they've gone to investigate and run and run across these ghostly hands themselves. Ingle is interesting to me because he is quoted by another author, a guy named Michael Williams, who wrote a book called Supernatural Dartmoor, full disclosure. I haven't read the whole thing. I don't know about you guys, but... Williams claims that this guy, Rufus Ingle, who is investigating this case... He ran into the hands. He had the encounter with the hairy hands. And he didn't just describe running into this and successfully avoiding a crash, by the way. He begged this other dude, Williams, not to publish the story. Don't tell anyone, he said, until after I have died. Because just like um, we foreshadowed it earlier in this episode, just like a lot of pilots... He's terrified of not being taken seriously. So he is taking this hairy hand story to his grave, and it will be revealed after his death, if you believe Michael Williams, which means that you also have to ask yourself, if you believe Rufus Endel, you have to ask a lot about belief with these things. And this is where I think we pause and put our own hands on the wheel. Let's see if we can swerve this story a bit. We'll be right back. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With their easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. Visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. 
At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi, guys. Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way. Knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, My name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So for a little bit of a tangent, a little bit of a diversion in the road trip of today's episode, I was in a conversation earlier yesterday about the theme song of the original Ghostbusters. You know, I ain't afraid no ghost. Right? Uh, what genre is that song? Well, um, it's funny. I forget the guy's name that composed, or that's the joke there, I guess, uh, that wrote that version, but it was such a close copy of I Want a New Drug by Huey Lewis in the News that I believe the courts decided that every royalty for that song 
uh, ever paid out would go to Huey Lewis in the news. Um, but it's, it's, it's kind of future funk, 80s kind of uh, funk, I guess. It's ghost core, obviously. There you go. I yeah. like both of these. I like, I, I'm going to start telling people that and say, guys, I, I only listen to ghost core future funk. Do you got? Do you have any mm-hmm. of that at the Waffle House jukebox? <laughs> so, uh, as a matter of fact, we do, and it's about Waffle House. So there is an ulterior motive, though, for talking about the Ghostbusters song because of the evolution that song went through, which you described very well, Noel. Uh, we're seeing a we're we're seeing a spin on. Ideas, right? Pre-existing ideas, agglomerations, accretions. The story of the unseen or hairy hands follows a model of putting a spin on a long-standing trope. You don't have to read the entirety of Joseph Campbell. You don't have to sit through Hero with a Thousand Faces, which is a good book, uh, to know that there are a lot of basic story elements that haven't changed for millennia. One of those is a stranger, ill-met on a journey. This is similar to legends like a ghostly hitchhiker. I, I posit that over time, over um, over the past century, the Harry Hand story became very much like uh, an aggro ghostly hitchhiker. Again, the Harry Hands don't, they're not like La Llorona. They don't have uh, complex, uh, <laughs> a complex past leading them to this idea. None of the legends, and I, I don't want to speak for you guys, none of the legends I could find described a plausible origin of the hands as an entity. Wasn't there one about a miner? There was a, the hands were on a pickaxe uh, because there was a miner that had his hands chopped off. Well, that Ooh, came later. Wrong? No, no, oh, that okay. came, that came like, exactly. That's the thing when, when I'm saying, like, if you look back in the 1920s, those stories aren't around. They come later. Like they come after the reporting. Gotcha. I, I, I saw one um, where there, uh, you know, it was very, there are a couple of versions of a kind of vague one where it's like, this guy died in a, <laughs> in a car accident or in a vehicle accident in his fancy new automobile sipping the devil's juice gasoline. And because he died he doesn't want anybody else to have a good day. Can you tell us more about the minor thing or where the pickaxe came from? Uh, I just remember when we got the we got the email in from what, what's who's, what's the person's name? Space shift. Space shift. Space yeah. shift. I looked at it and oh man, I don't know if it was something that space shift sent to us or it was just something in that initial day's research that I f- swear to you, I, I can't find it right now that we're talking about it, but it was, it was a story that was just on one of those websites that, you know, it's like run by an individual or a small group of people. And it had a story in there about a minor that was punished for one reason or another. And the guy, the individual had very hirsute hands and they were removed from, from his body and they were found like still attached to at the at the uh, entrance to this mine, they were still attached to a pickaxe. Uh, now, of course, see now that's just me making up a, le- a legend 
It's just maybe it's from a completely different story. I'm just pulling it into this. So give me one moment, guys. We see how easy it is to do that, though. I mean, uh, you know, I immediately thought of Candyman, you know, the idea of this wronged individual, you know, coming back to seek revenge on those perceived to be in some way involved in, in the person's misfortune. You know, that's that's sort of the core of a legend like this. And so it's really easy using local kind of colloquialisms and, and details of, of region to kind of fill in the gaps, you know, because it's kind of fun to do, uh, even if it's not in the best of faith. You know, a lot of times these stories do just become campfire stories, and that's how they evolve because that's what stories do. But I, I, I think you, to your point, Ben, it is hard to find the nugget of, you know, truth that led to these reports. And, and I keep coming back to this kind of yellow journalism of like it appearing once in like a National Enquirer-esque kind of publication. And then it's something fun for people to talk about. Yeah, as the story evolved over time, people started, you know, winding up for the rumor mill. That's why you can find all these claims that are attempting to retroactively explain this phenomenon. But again, the part of the story the part of the legend that people are missing in this evolution of folklore is that hairy hands originally described a sensation, feeling a pair of hairy hands on you, fighting for control of the wheel. These hands were unseen, right? They were hidden hands. And uh, folks forgot that because... In the mind, the image of uh, disembodied hands just floating around, cut off at the wrist, ruining your day, that's just more compelling. You know, it's very Ghostbusters. And if we're being honest, we cannot explain the entirety of the legend other than pointing to some of those plot twists, which are very, uh, I think, very well-trod patterns. Someone went with the cooler story and said, don't let the facts get in the way, Right. I've got <laughs> I've got an article due, you know, at uh, 4:30 or whatever, and they did the they, they went for the yellow journalism. If it bleeds, it leads, um, and we know that the story evolved over time because people want to participate in these stories, right? Um, Matt, you had called some folks in the area, and they do you want to talk a little bit about what their takes are? Or do you want to save that? Yeah, I, I called three places called the Cherry Brook Bed and Breakfast and Self Catering. I don't know what that means. Nice. Self catering. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> they they make the food there. They make the food themselves. Like I don't know. It's a weird one. I guess it just for me that implies that you, the person you going bring to bed your and own, breakfast, yes, would be provide. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> responsible for your own meals. Uh, but, uh, maybe it's like a buffet. You know, I don't know. Ah, uh, maybe. Well, well, I talked to Sue there, and I've got a quote from Sue. She said, the little bridge about a mile from here, and that's the two bridges that we were talking about, Noel. There's two mm -hmm. bridges kind of like this, two little roads that kind of go around. Um, and she says, legend has it, when people pass over the bridge at night, a pair of hairy hands grabs the steering wheel and pulls you off the road. So, yeah, she just stated what the legend is that we're aware of. And in each of these cases, guys, I asked first, are you aware of something, a legend called the hairy hands? And then could you describe it in your own words just to see how a local would say it? You know, yeah, like in the Netherlands, have you heard of the Hague? Have you heard of the U.S.? Are you worried they're going to invade? 
You know what I mean? Just how would you describe the relationship? (laughs) Right. Give them a decision tree. Keep it unbiased. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So then I decided to call a pub. And I thought this would be interesting because I figured if you've, you know, got a few pints in you and then you are either traveling as a passenger or a driver along that stretch of road, maybe this legend is more at the forefront of your mind or maybe you'd be um, more easily influenced to imagine something like that is happening, right? So I talked to Abby at the Prince of Wales pub, which is in Princeton, And Abby said she's aware of the legend, but she was talking to, uh, quote, an anonymous local legend at the pub. So like a a regular, a a regular, yeah, (laughs) that regular described it as, quote, it comes out on a dark evening when driving home from a pub or whatnot, grabs hold of the steering wheel and takes you off the road. Which is interesting to me. You're driving back home from the pub again, like, okay can imagine your chances are increased in experiencing the unseen or hairy hands. Or maybe you just yes. look down and you're like, oh, those are hairy hands. <laughs> so they're my, they're my hands. Um, yeah. And then last one, Kate at Two Bridges Hotel, which is um, right there at those two bridges, like literally at the two bridges that we are talking about here. Kate says, now this is different. From what I heard at school, she was a bit younger, by the way. When walking at a certain time of night, or if the fog was right, the two hands would come up from under the bridge and grab your feet. Then you you were lost. So Yikes. this legend of the hairy hands has more to do with the two bridges that are there, and one of the older bridges that if you walk across mm. at night, you're you're. It has nothing to do with driving. It has nothing to do with an unseen force taking over. It's like an under the bridge creature. That's interesting to me too. That one's the one that stood out to me. Um, okay, so a couple things. First, self catering is like a better Airbnb. Uh, it's you know you okay. Imagine an Airbnb, but also you have the means to make your own meals. Uh, like maybe oh, that's, that's cool. They, they put stuff in the fridge for you. You know, you got stuff in the pantry. Maybe it's just you have a microwave. You know. Your mileage may vary, folks, just like this story. What happens with a lot of these things based on patterns of human behavior is that elements from earlier legends get recycled, reused, remixed into newer legends. So again, you know, shout out Joseph Campbell, the idea of the monster under the bridge, right? The monster under your bed. Uh, this, this makes sense that it would occur in a school environment. People would tell that version of this story. And our, our question then is for this iteration of these kinds of legends, why is it on the road? Right. Other than, other than one story that you found, there's, there's no one saying you can just walk on B3212, and then a pair of hairy hands will, uh, you know, grab you by the shoulders and spin you around until you're dangerously dizzy. You have to be in a vehicle for the vast majority of these stories. Uh, and that, that I think is interesting because motor vehicles first start appearing on ro- British roads in 1890s, early 1890s or so. 
But when I say appearing, they're appearing the way that um, PS5s appeared during the pandemic. You know what I mean? No, they're not yeah, super tough to common. Go. <laughs> no, wait, a better... Uh, oh, you know what a better example is? They're appearing the way space travel appears in the 1960s. Like, you know people do it. You probably yourself have not been on one because, you know, there are like 12 people who have been on one and you're not one of that dirty dozen. So motor vehicles aren't very common. And even if you go forward a couple decades when this story occurs or when it really hits its genesis, you see that motor vehicles, internal combustion engines, are still kind of new to the common people. They still had that new car smell, for lack of a better phrase. And I know, I rolled my eyes too, Noel. Uh, this means that the drivers are unfamiliar <laughs> with what's happening. This is a new thing. And this new thing means um, that stuff you would have dismissed earlier now gets reconsidered, right? Cars are magic. And you can't blame people oh, yeah. in the early 1900s for thinking so. Ben, would these roads have been retrofitted for motor vehicle travel, or would these have been like older roads that have been around since, you know, before the advent of the car? It feels to me like it would have been the second one. Yeah, it's the latter. For, you nailed it. Yeah, they're not. What, what are they going to do? Remake all the roads? Uh, that's, right. that's why older cities have those narrow lanes. Yeah. That's right. And so there's that, uh, the unfamiliarity, like you mentioned. And also, Matt, I don't think it was, uh, you know, for nothing that you called a couple of pubs in, in, in bread and bed and breakfast type situations. I mean, you know, if you're drinking, coming home from the pub, you're a local, that's, I wouldn't be surprised if that's when some of these accidents took place. I'd love to see, like, how many pubs are there in the area? And what was the trajectory to those, you know, for these people that that, that uh, had these, you know, these motor vehicular uh, incidents? Yeah. Oh, and to be fair, I did call the Dartmoor Preservation Association first, then the Princeton or Princetown Community Center. And both of them were closing up around 4 p.m. local time. So they did not answer. And let's humanize a little further. If you have ever been in an automotive dust-up yourself, folks, you know that most people don't go out of their way to acknowledge when something is their fault. Most people are... I like to think that uh, many people will do the right thing. Um, your insurance company will tell you not to, by the way. Don't apologize. Don't get out of your car and say, I'm sorry or anything. Yeah, it's an admission of guilt, right? Right. That's exactly it. But so most people aren't going to say it is not just human error. It is my error. Placing the blame on something else or someone else, even if that is a ghostly, again, non-visual force that I keep sticking on that. It's not visual. The people who are telling the original story did not see hands. They felt them, and that's getting missed. Look, it's just really attractive to say, like, hey, it's not me. It's something else, right? I am a bystander. I'm a victim here, right, not a perpetrator. And if you're on the skeptical side of the spectrum, then, you know, you doubtlessly agree, fellow listener. Uh, there's, also, there's also some engineering here that I think adds to the case, 
adds to the skeptical nature. I, I, I think we can say, I don't know, let me, let me present this case and you guys tell me what you think. The culprit, the origin of the hairy hands, uh, may be a combination of high-speed vehicles, right, the likes of which had not been seen before in this part of the world, and engineering to, to the earlier point about roads being built for different forms of transportation. In this day, this road, it's a narrow country lane, and it's got these high-walled sides. If you've ever seen a racetrack or like a bike track, then you'll see that at times this road has a lot of what's called camber, C-A-M-B-E-R. That's the tilt you see on those things. That's why your local racetrack isn't, isn't a flat surface. It's got a weird angle to it. So you're going faster than you've ever gone before, and the road has got this weird tilt in these different lanes, right? And uh, you, are, you are turning, you're following the lane. All of a sudden, an unseen force happens. That just might be, <laughs> that just might be the tires and the road uh, negotiating, right? And if you are unfamiliar with this stuff, then it feels very much like someone is negotiating against you. Who, whose hands are these? Why are there other hands pushing against me on the steering wheel or the handlebars? That, I think, explains a lot of it. And I wish, I yeah. wish that there were explanations of visual hands, but they're just not there in the original stories. It's a force. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the most skeptical, realistic, probable thing, Ben. That because of how the unseen force is described, and because of the physical forces being exerted on each other, I love that negotiating the the tires and the the track or the road or whatever. Um, I want to present you guys with one more possible explanation, just because of the introduction of large, heavy metal metal vehicles rather than horses and buggies and other things like that. What if there's a uh, an anomaly of sorts that's occurring right in that stretch of road that is magnetic in nature and is pulling upon these vehicles in a way that uh, you know is unseen, guys, huh? Huh? Like a giant fridge magnet. It's interesting you say that because there was I swear I was thinking about this and I I'm not around I'm you know, saw on the road, so I haven't looked into it, but there was an account I read many, many years ago where a person claimed to have prevented a bunch of accidents on a haunted stretch of road by taking a box of copper stars, the metal copper, popped into these star shapes and burying that box at a specific area where these road accidents were occurring. I'm going to find this. Uh, if you can beat me to it, folks, please write in because this is a uh, poor choice of words. This is haunting me for a bit. Uh, the magnetism thing though, I like it. And I want you to know there's, there are other, there are people who have argued something very similar, Matt. I don't know if it was for this though. I've, I've got to figure it out. So here's the alternative. Right, you've just uh, you just ate some pavement, right? You made a rookie mistake. You were not quite the uh, evil Knievel you thought you were. Are you going to tell people 
I honestly overestimated my abilities. Are you, what will you do to be not embarrassed? Because it looks like in a couple of cases, if you know about the local legend, some folks have decided to say, it wasn't me. It was the hands. Yeah, I, I can imagine the army captain doing that uh, specifically. Just that, that would be embarrassing, right? In, in that position to crash your motorcycle. I think I'd be more embarrassed to say that it was disembodied hairy hands, though, to be fair. Yeah. I, I mean, and me. he may have even just been described. Yeah, no, I'm with you. He may have even just been describing the sensation and someone took him literally. You know what I mean? Like he, he may have, think again, back to journalism, a little bit of editorial, uh, a little bit of editorial parkour and you can you could just remove the phrase as if it felt as if a pair of hands and now you just put a pair of hands grab me we hope uh you enjoyed this episode uh shout out to anybody who's encountered a road like this really into haunted roads right now i don't know about you guys love to hear about your haunted roads we'd love to hear about your experience with unseen forces and uh, we try to make it easy to find us online. Boy, do we ever. All over the internet, we are. I don't know why I'm talking like Yoda. But just the same, we are at uh, Conspiracy Stuff on Twitter, on YouTube, and on Facebook. Conspiracy Stuff Show on Instagram. Yes, and you can call our number. Our number is one eight three three stdwytk It's a voicemail system. You've got three minutes. You'll figure it out. Give yourself a cool nickname and let us know if we can use your name and message on one of our listener mail episodes. If you don't like that stuff, why not instead send us a good old-fashioned email? We are conspiracy at iheartradio.com. Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. 
I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s She looked like a million bucks. scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.